other side of midnight. Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everybody. This is The Other Side of Midnight. I'm Frank Moreno. It is a good day indeed, at least if you are a Met fan. I am a lifelong, long-suffering, long-time New York Metropolitan fan. And uh, yesterday, last night, was game one of the Subway Series between the Mets and the Yankees. Now, when you're a Met fan, you always have this sense of foreboding. You know that ultimately the Yankees are going to find a way to win and the Mets are going to find a way to lose. That's why for Met fans, at least for the last, I don't know, 24 years since they've allowed interleague play, beating the Yankees is, in some respects, better than winning the World Series. Now, uh, when we got to play the Yankees in the World Series, we had sort of the worst of both worlds in 2000. We both lost the World Series and we lost against the Yankees. But there's just something so incredibly satisfying about beating the New York Yankees. And this was an exciting season. Excuse me. This was an exciting series for a few reasons. You have the Mets in first place. You have the Yankees not only in first place, but with the best record in the American league. The Mets and the Yankees between them, these are two of the four best teams in all of baseball. So it's an exciting series. And I'm very, very happy that the Mets were able to pull out a big victory by the score of uh, six to three. A Some great home runs, some great hitting on the Mets part, but also a great pitching effort from Taiwan Walker. So I absolutely love to see that. Congratulations to the New York Metropolitans. I'd love to see them do it two more times. Can you imagine if we sweep The New York Yankees, the mighty New York Yankees with the best record in the American League. That would be oh so sweet. And to think that we're doing it all without Jacob deGrom. I mean, a lot of other managers, and this is where I respect Buck Showalter, and even as a longtime Yankee hater, which I am, I've always liked Showalter, even when he managed the Yankees, to think that we're doing this without DeGrom, and a lot of other Met managers would have rushed DeGrom back for this series so he could pitch against the Yankees, and Showalter, to his credit, didn't. We're going to talk with uh, Dr. Sky in just a bit about all things space, but first, speaking of baseball, Saturday's the day. It's WABC night at the Staten Island Fair. Hawks. So if you want a pair of tickets to see the Staten Island Ferry Hawks take on the Lancaster Barnstormers and see the WABC softball team take on the NYPD softball team, then be the seventh caller right now to 1-800-848-WABC. That's 1-800-848-9222. You can go ahead and dial right now. And if you're the seventh caller, you'll win a pair of tickets and a chance to maybe even coach first base on Saturday. I'm looking forward to meeting many of you. I'm hoping not to embarrass myself. I don't know that I'll have a chance to get any batting practice in. That's what I'm nervous about. But I'm looking forward to playing it. It should be a fun game. I'm going to take my wife and Carmine as well. Dr. Sky, coming up in just a moment. To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. This is The Other Side of Midnight. I'm Frank Morano. Well, by now you've probably heard, if you follow New York state politics, even tangentially, that there's a whole bunch of competitive primaries for state Senate and for Congress coming up on August 23rd. Democratic primaries, particularly in New York City. You got a very competitive congressional primary in the 12th congressional district. You also have a very competitive primary in the 10th congressional district. That was the one that Bill de Blasio was running in. He's still on the ballot, I believe, but the 16 
15 candidates in all. There's competitive primaries just about in every congressional district and in many state senate districts around the uh, city and around the state, certainly. Now, these primaries and the date of the primary, August 23rd, came about because of a court order. There was a challenge to the redistricting, and it did more than just force them to redo the district lines. It forced them to postpone the primary. Now, here's what's interesting. Because of this... You actually, if you're a Republican or an independent, you have the option. If there's a competitive primary in one of your districts for Congress or state Senate that you want to vote in, you have the option right up until Election Day to actually switch parties to become a Democrat. Or if you want to vote in a Republican primary, there's some competitive Republican primaries in places like Long Island and a few other places and vote in that state's primary. This is wild. Uh, Mike Ryan, the executive director of the Board of Elections, was on the Cats at Night show last night talking about it. We just received guidance today from the State Board of Elections. Uh, due to the court-ordered primary, that due to the court order that creates the August primary, a unique situation has been created this year, allowing voters to change their enrollment uh, when voting by affidavit ballot at the poll sites on Election Day, and as well as of July 5th, 2022, all enrollment changes take place immediately and will continue as per statute until the next restricted period begins on February 14th, 2023. So this glitch in the election law is opening these primary races up to voters who might otherwise not be able to participate but want a voice in a competitive primary. Now, I don't know about you. I'm not going to switch parties because I really value being an independent. But if you're a Republican or an independent and you want to vote in a Democratic primary and have an impact, you can. If you're a Democrat and you want to vote in a Republican primary, you can. This is sort of a one-off special test created purely by accident by the courts. And uh, who knows, if it goes well, maybe this could provide proof of concept to how future open primaries would work in New York State. I'm a big believer in nonpartisan elections, and uh, without nonpartisan elections, I do believe in open primaries. I, I don't think that uh, if you paying the taxes for these primaries to take place, that you should be prohibited from participating in them. But those are just my two cents. To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. I have said repeatedly since Governor Kathy Hochul became governor that she has been in the process of trying to buy off large swaths of the voting population with this goodie or that goodie. She did it with the Buffalo Bills by getting the folks in that area a new stadium paid for by you, the taxpayer. She did it with a lot of the labor unions. She's done it with this group and done it with that group. And I've been very critical of this because I don't really feel like Governor Hochul believes in much. And I feel like on the, a lot of the issues that matter, she's been totally out to lunch. Well, sure enough, I didn't think it was possible. But Governor Hochul may have just bought me off. She may have bought my vote. What am I talking about? Well, Governor Hochul held a ceremonial bill signing uh, yesterday for a new law exempting diapers from all local sales and use taxes in New York as she touted a $70 million influx of federal funds for child care. <laughs> Boom! 
love this. Now, diapers were already exempt from the state's 4% sales tax. They're no longer going to be subjected to local taxes when this law goes into effect next year. Now, I am hoping that uh, my son is out of diapers sooner rather than later, but there's still, uh, I mean, will he still be in diapers in January? I don't know. But I can't tell you. What a slap in the face it is to have to pay for these diapers, the price of which has already gone up due to inflation. And then, boom, here's a four and a quarter percent sales tax on top of these diapers. It's like adding injury to insult. So I will tell you, when I saw the news that Governor Hochul signed this legislation and that diapers would now be exempt from these local taxes, there was no one cheering louder than me, except maybe my wife. This is a huge win for any parents of young children in New York. I think this is long overdue. And she might have bought me off. Now, chances are I probably still won't end up voting for her. But I I have to be very honest. I thought this was a huge win for our family's checkbook. And uh, I think there are a lot of families around the state that are going to view it as exactly that. So we'll see what happens. My vote is up for grabs. If Lee Zeldin wants to uh, make, I don't know, baby formula, something that you get a tax credit for, that might be enough to sway me in his direction. But uh, I'm only I'm only half joking. All right. Hey, we're going to give away another pair of tickets to the Staten Island Ferry Hawks and the Lancaster Barnstormers on Saturday in Staten Island. And before the game, we're going to have a WABC softball game where we take on the NYPD softball team. I'm hoping I don't do anything to embarrass myself. Uh, last softball game I played, last two, I was popping too many of these balls up, even though I just bought myself a new softball bat. But I'm hoping I can at least get a couple of hits this Saturday. If you want to go and you you can be the seventh caller right now to 800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. Seventh caller gets a pair of tickets. Simple as that. To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. One more hour to go and one more pair of baseball tickets to give away. Stay tuned. Wait for your cue to call. I'll tell you to call and uh, you'll be the seventh caller in just a minute. Not yet, but just in in just a minute. I do want to tell you a quick story. My wife and I went to church on uh, Sunday and uh, we try to go every week, but uh, some weeks we're more successful than others. And we go to, there's two churches that we go to for various reasons. And there's one church that we go to, which is a delightful Episcopal church on Staten Island, which has been around since 1696. And we really love it. And part of the reason we love it is because it's so steeped in history. You walk around the graveyard. There's a graveyard in front and beside the church. And you see people that lived in the 1800s and the 1700s. And it's really like walking a trip through history. And so we're walking around. And my wife mentioned something that I had noticed on the way in. She said, do you see all these tombstones that are broken? And I said, yeah, I noticed that. I don't know what what the story is. Maybe there was a storm or something. And she said, you know, I wonder if it was vandalism. I said, really? Who do you think would do something like that? I mean, you've got to be pretty, pretty evil to vandalize tombstones that are 200, 300 years old in some cases. And she said, I know, but there are people that do that. Well, sure enough, I go online and I see that at the church we go to, there was a vandalism incident back in April. And the NYPD had reached out on social media for the public's help to identify a man sought for questioning in connection with vandalism outside the church. Now, they don't mention vandalizing 
tombstones, but they said he entered the rear yard of the church at 20 minutes after midnight. Then he damaged three three floodlights and broke a bench before fleeing from the church. So, I mean, it could be this same guy or a similar guy that was doing something similar like that. I just don't know who would do something like this. I mean, in my view, and I don't know why I'm mentioning it other than to kind of, because I treat you as my therapist and I vent about everything that, uh, that bothers me. And this is something that really bothers me. I don't know who would do something like this. But if, um, if you want to Google the article, the uh, Staten Island Advance website, silife.com, has an article about this. You could see the picture of the man. If this guy looks familiar, I don't know if there, if there are any leads on this guy. Please alert the authorities. Hey, you want a pair of tickets to the Ferryhawks game on Saturday? Be the seventh caller right now to 800-848-WABC. 1-800-848-9222. Hopefully, I'll see you out there. Next time I go to church, I'll pray for better hitting ability. To be continued.